What's up party people? You know one of the worst things about being a self-employed performer? That's right, it's your tax. If you're sick and tired of collecting all your receipts and guessing your way through your tax rebate, well, I know the people that can remove the stress and make it as simple as five, six, seven, eight. That's right, it's Theat Accounts. They're an accounting company that specialize in working with performers. So they know all the things that we can claim back and it's so simple. You upload your invoices and bank statements to their website and they do all the work for you. It's cheap, it's easy and once you try it, I guarantee you will not regret it. It has changed my tax life. Just email info at theataccounts.co.uk. That's theat, T-H-E-A-T, accounts. So again, that's info at theataccounts.co.uk. Make sure you tell them you're from the Ins and Outs podcast and you'll get some five-star VIP treatment. You will get treated like a king. Honestly, they've changed my life. They've made it so much easier. They've removed the stress from tax and they can do the same for you. Boom. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to Louise Dearman. Louise is an icon in musical theatre. She's the first person to play Garlinda and Alphaba in Wicked. So, of course, we talk about that. But she also tells us about her journey. We talk a bit about auditions and she gives some great advice. And I'll definitely get Louise back on the podcast soon as there's so much more I want to know. Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends and family. Here is the one and only Louise Dearman. <laughs> Hello, long lost friend. Hello, gorgeous face. Look at you with your proper headphones and mic and proper setup. I know, I'm like a geek, right? And me and like, God, it's really loud. It's really good. Hang on. I'm going to turn it down. Sorry. That is amazing. Look at me in my bedroom. Like, Would your husband you... be proud? You lucky devils. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm fantastic. You I'm not going to lie. I'm struggling today. It's too hot for me. Oh, my God. I'm, not, I'm like a bulldog in the heat. I'm like, get me under that tree. <laughs> like, right. Help me. We've yeah. just had all the windows open. We were like, what yeah. can, me and Georgia, we were like, what can we do without cooking tonight? <laughs> I've, just, <laughs> I've just like shut all the windows so that there's no kind of noise from outside and I'm already sweating. Oh, so don't let's... worry. If you need to open the windows, crack them open. <gasps> Crack so you hear them the seagulls open. going and everything it'll be um you know, honestly interesting it's, it's like i moan when it's cold and rainy but then when it's hot i feel like it's worse for me yeah my and, honestly andrew goes mad at me he's like you what is wrong with you you need to be somewhere right in the middle don't you i'm like yeah yeah and like it's a good, sunny a good 17 degrees lovely it's um, my happy place i won't burn blue, blue <laughs> i burn so bad i can't go out in it oh my sister honestly it's here. crazy I'm not married yet but she's here Oh, hi, sister-in-law, not married yet. Hi. Um, you're not yeah. married yet. How, how are no. you? I haven't seen you in... A long time. I can't even... I don't even know when the last time I saw yeah. you. I and also, remember, I've darling. just realised... Sorry, I've just realised I've put the pin on the thing as the ins and outs postcast. So we're doing a postcast <laughs> today. Not a podcast. Well done, Kane. Postcast. Postcast. Yes. No, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. That's why it's good. We'll have lots to talk about. But obviously not I just know, about well, personal lives and stuff. <clears throat> no, it's not just like, what are you doing tomorrow then? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so lovely to see you. It's been amazing. And for people who don't know you, you're an idiot. Um, this, is the, <laughs> this is the wonderful Louise Dearman. And I, I, I like starting off with sometimes like how I met you or like a memory of you. And my first memory of you was yeah. hearing you do a tech run in rehearsals singing and not being able to concentrate because I was thinking, holy shit. Like, is that a human? Is that noise coming was out I of a human? Like, I think you're I was going, Let It Go about a million yeah, times. Yeah, you're definitely doing Let It Go. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm very fortunate to have the career I've had where I've got to be around lots of incredible, talent, talented people. But yeah. I can't say there are many which have made me, like, go wrong on stage because I get lost in listening. And you're Stop. definitely one of them. Uh, and I can, I, can, I can tell you the moment, too. You were singing Let It Go, and we were stood, because obviously it's panto, so you're not doing anything, like, too <laughs> flattering. Like, I stood dressed, dressed like an idiot, getting ready to ring a bell. And I, I remember the end of the number had happened, and the curtain went down to close the first <laughs> half, and I'd not rung the bell. Oh, 
because Brilliant. I was so lost one in job. listening to you. One job. One job, babe. So lost in listening to you. Well, that's um, lovely. I'm blushing a bit. I'm getting even more sweaty than I would have got. <laughs> yeah. Know. But yes. it's weird because that's my first memory of you as like knowing you. But we met before that, <laughs> which is weird. You did oh, that God. agency. Slapstick. Yes. Slapstick? Was it slapstick? Sla uh was it called that? Something. And you put a group and we did a photo shoot, but I had no idea who you were. No, um, slap. Oh my God. Backslap. Backslap. Slapstick. Slap slapstick. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Good. Glad to see that went well. <laughs> Don't know the name of it. Good job. Oh my God. Yeah. I never, one of those. <laughs> what's, it called? what's it called? I don't know. That's the best thing ever. Um, yeah, I never kind of got that off the ground, but I needed some really amazing commercial dancers to do some cool moves. Yes, I think I put you in some clothes that I thought were cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and, and for a questionable photo shoot, I've still got yeah. photos of me doing like really oh, difficult, yeah. awkward, cringy street dance awkward. poses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's uh, you were thrilled with that day, I'm sure. But I never got that off the ground, annoyingly. But there we go. Well, it was a, it was a, it was a thought. <laughs> <laughs> the thought was there with me slapstick. It was. It was slapstick. Well, oh, like, you God. didn't remember the name either, so I don't feel so bad. Though. Oh, God, no. I wondered what you meant. I was like, oh, my God, that is my company. Brilliant. Yeah. The company <laughs> never happened. <laughs> um, so what have you been up to? <laughs> what, my whole life since I last yeah. saw you? or you know? Well, the past few months since the world has pressed pause. Have you pressed oh, pause? Oh, yeah. Press pause. I think initially it was, as with many people, as for many people, rather, um, sheer panic sheer mm. panic I was not I did not deal with that well um, and it got to the point you know when you're just watching the news over and over and over again and it just becomes totally overwhelming mm. I just thought what is happening this seriously cannot be happening to us um, and it was and yeah I just I had to actually uh, stop just stop watching the news stop listening to the radio because I knew what we had to do so what was the point really in just sitting there getting stressed so we you know, as with lots of my friends and family, we've been so strict with it all and just literally until last weekend just gone, we hadn't seen anybody. And mm. um, we decided to go and see my parents and sit in their garden, which was amazing, but weird. I think my mum, I went to give her an elbow bum, but she went, are you seriously not going to hug me? I was like, no, mate. No, <laughs> you mate. can hug, you can hug Willow, but take I'm just going to go with the, take my elbow and be <laughs> glad with that. Um, but yeah, and then, the, and then everything that's happening within the industry has obviously been just so devastating yeah um and just trying to find those little nuggets of positivity and just trying to remain so optimistic that of course we're going to get back to it it's just going to be so slow for our industry in particular but we will get there and i've just tried to keep as busy as i can to be honest i have a three almost three-year-old you're busy so that keeps busy. me busy in itself <laughs> yeah i think initially i got so stressed with seeing other people especially on social media which i have a real kind of love-hate relationship i'm sure we'll come back to that at some point but um seeing people seeming to be doing so much so many amazing things and using their time so wisely that got quite stressful for me i don't know if it does for anyone else but i start going i need to do more 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 i've got to i've got to keep up with this i need to not just be mum. i need to be doing all these other things and it took a little while for me to just say do you know what just be a mum." And then when you can fit in those little things, those little tick lists of things that you want to at least achieve during this mm. time. Um, and yeah, I got, you know, got an album finished, which is going to be released soon. And, I mean, you know, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty <laughs> productive. Well, I had recorded most of it before we went into lockdown. So that was very lucky. I think there's just two songs we've had to do sort of remotely from home. Apart from that, it's my producer's been, you know, beavering away, getting it finished. So, yeah. um, yeah. That's amazing. So that's uh, made me feel quite positive. But, like, you are already doing the hardest job in the world by just being a mum. Yeah, it is the so hardest job in the world. Besides, I'm so grey. You're, you're beautiful. So grey. Besi besides doing all the things, like, where you feel like, oh, I should be productive. I mean, you yeah. already were being a mum. That is enough in itself, let alone yeah. entertaining a three-year-old, almost three-year-old in lockdown. I think you forget it. You forget that actually strip everything else away. And fundamentally, that is what is the most important thing, to be there and present for her which you know she only went to nursery which was probably very boring for many people but she only went to nursery two days a week so i was with her so much you know i've taken her on tours with me our concert tours i've mm. taken her to hong kong with me she's always been with me but um for work but it's it's hard i think when you're told you cannot go out and do anything you you have to be um in that one place in your house 
and finding things to entertain this little human um, and putting up with the sometimes tantrums. She's not a very tantrumy child, but, you know, trying mm. to keep your head together in those times is difficult. But, um, you know, as as the phone calls were coming in from my agent to say, this is gone, this is gone, this is gone. The first few ones were just like, oh, my God. And then after that, it's like, okay, there, there is literally nothing we can do about this. So I just need to crack on with it mm. and forget it and um, almost get over it and, you know, try to do something else that makes you happy, that feels like you're being productive and just enjoy being home, enjoy yeah. being a mum. Yeah, I feel as, as performers, we always have the fear like that we're missing out on something. Oh, you know, God, we're, we're, so we're, low. Where work is quite like fast, like, do you know I mean, like, it's like, oh, when's mm. the next gig coming in? Like, yeah, unless obviously you're on like a long term contract, like we're always like, we have to be on it. We have to be productive. But I actually feel like this is the first time where everyone's on an equal playing field. Like everyone has been paused. So no yeah. one's missing out. No one's like yeah, doing well, something that you could or should be yeah doing. well i feel it's, like that's been quite a source of comfort actually because mm. you sort of think when you get a bit overwhelmed with everything and you feel like you're losing work left right and center you just have to think about everybody else in that within the entertainment mm. industry that is in exactly the same position as, as you and it does bring some source of comfort really and not that you're happy but just that you're not alone yeah and um some kind of you know uh you're just united in that and talking is just chatting to friends has just been my absolute savior in all yeah, of this it has yeah. well for me for me and maybe you feel the same i've actually really enjoyed it like i've never got Parts to spend it, yeah. time not traveling <clears throat> i've never yeah. got to not travel every day for work like mm -hmm. to sleep in my bed and wake up in my bed without fail with a full week yeah it just doesn't happen so yeah. for me it's like i've really embraced this time to spend with georgia like we've actually never spent so much time together yeah. like and for me that's the win of this trying to find a positive besides all right oh. i'm not doing a job but i'm yeah. working on all the other aspects in my life i think that uh, you know you you can you cannot forget about the devastating impacts this has had on so many people the lives lost the people who have been so ill um but yeah like you say if you if you flip it and just think about all the positives like not getting too deep but the effect it's had on our planet mm. um just people just having to just like you say stop and just be in the moments for so many of us we never get that opportunity no. and you can't just kind of sit and just live your life there's always you're always on the lookout for the next thing like you say you're thinking okay what's what's coming into london next and what can i audition for mm -hmm. and what concerts next and yeah parts of it have been just lovely and i've spent more time i mean my my partner's a tv producer and he's been uh, probably busier than ever but still because we've been around so much and he's been working from home it has been that mm. part has been just lovely so. yeah i agree um so you've you've got a almost three-year-old yeah. correct yeah. and and from what i believe correct me if i'm wrong you started dancing at three yeah right? so tell me about that what how was your introduction into being louise demon the performer and not just the human oh uh, i think it's always been louise demon the performer with her jazz hands out i um <laughs> i think it was just listen it was just a hobby i just saw some little girls in tutus and went i'd like to do that and that was all it was and i just loved it and my parents were so supportive but they were also very much um they were not pushy parents so they just said the minute you don't enjoy it anymore you don't go you do mm. you do it for as long as you love it and it was just a hobby and it was when i hit about 12 and i started going to singing lessons and that was you know i loved dance i still love dance i mean i don't do it as mm. much hardly at all but um just singing suddenly went oh okay this is this could be my thing um and i auditioned for a choir and ended up in joseph at the london palladium as a kid in the choir mm. which was the most incredible experience and i think that's the moment i went hang on a minute i want to do this i want to mm. do this as a job like how amazing these people get paid to do this um yeah. and yeah so from that moment on it kind of went up a few notches and it was like so many exams and hunting for colleges that i wanted to go to and i was just obsessed with lane theater arts which is where i went um mm. i think i went there for two summer schools and i just loved it and got to train there and i loved my training um and yeah and then i was one of the like super lucky ones who graduated on friday and started my first 
UK tour on the Monday, started rehearsals. Win. And I was, win, win. yeah, right? Yeah, win. But I was so aware that that was really lucky. Like, I yeah. knew it was really lucky. Um, but then, of course, I did that six-month contract and then had, I don't know, I don't even know if it was about a year or something of nothing. So it's you then start to realise that, oh, this is going to be, there are going to be waves in this career. You're going to have to get used to this, mm. um, which I wasn't very good at. I was, you know, crying my eyes out for a week if I didn't get Chicago or something. Um, <laughs> but it's like, which I actually did. I didn't get it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but it was, you know, I, I'm really proud of my career. I'm really proud that it's been a nice, steady climb. I wasn't given anything massive immediately. It was a bit like, let's just test you out. Let's do the small productions on tour let's do the um swing roles let's understudy um let's do big roles in small productions and small roles in big productions and just work my way up until i hit wicked and then it yeah. just went and then um yeah yeah and which, then it's just incredible which i'll we'll definitely get to that because that is you know a whole conversation in itself we've got to talk about what that. um before you had singing lessons yeah. did you know that you could already sing or was it just um, like i just I want think to it go was and just, try it yeah, I think it was just, I love singing and it was very much pop. Everything was, in fact, for a long time, I just wanted to be a pop star. I was like, you know, it was it was just Whitney, Celine, Mariah, um, all the way for me. And I was just used to sing out loud in my bedroom, which I never do now. I'm like, never sing. People are like, I bet you sing all the time. I'm like, nah. Um, <laughs> like, nah, thanks, darling. Um, I want to keep, keep my neighbours close. I want them to like me. <laughs> um but yeah so it was just I just loved it I just enjoyed it and it wasn't until I'm not a very competitive person by nature I'm really not I'm kind of a bit like shy away from that um and so I wasn't very pushy at going right I'm gonna achieve this and do this and that and be a big star I was never like that I was just like I just want to be in a show mm. and, I, and I'll be a tree at the back and just sway and sing i don't mind it was just i just wanted to be involved in it i just yeah but i just singing is such a a, a joy and hearing music music is such a massive part of my life and i just love the memories that it brings back and evokes um i just yeah i love everything about music and it, it can change daily i can be listening to classic fm one day and then like chistery or some like hard hip hop or something people are like mm. what's wrong with you um but i just love music i just love all types of music yeah but that, i feel like that's the same for me as well it's not that i love dancing it's that i love music and music makes me want makes to you dance. want to dance because yeah. if yeah, it's yeah, music yeah. i don't like i don't enjoy dancing yeah same you know, if there's it, a song it, if you put on like Nicki minaj i'm not feeling it i don't want to yeah. i don't want to give you a two-step but a bit of justin timberlake and i'm happy to get down yeah yeah yeah. like it's the music which motivates me to perform or to i guess entertain yeah, definitely <laughs> more than, i feel that totally than more and than actually doing the art of dance yeah and it can be pretty instant as well like i get sent a lot of new material to sing and record for people and i have to go with my gut instinct and say that that doesn't feel right and that can be within like six bars of the music i can be like just something is not stirring in me and then other times i'm like oh hello and i listen to something and i'm like i want to sing that i want my voice on that um so yeah it's it's really kind of an organic thing it's it's uh very personal how, how old were you when you went to lanes 16 i went what, straight in there what was that like going in at 16 then because i imagine 16 uh, then is very different to a 16 year old going into college now without yeah the, you know social media and all that it was kind of like and even without oh, the, thank god it wasn't the, thank god it isn't now and, and without even the huge platform that i guess entertainment mm. had then it was yeah. still a big thing but i don't think it's as big as it was now it is now i'm really glad I'm really glad that I went when I went and that I'm 41 now and that I didn't go to college when it was all social media. And um, I think it would have just distracted from everything else. And, you know, I was a bit maybe quite naive. I was a bit of a goody goody. I just hit that college and just went for it and just loved every minute and would be in every extra dance class going and, I just loved it. It was, um, but I was, I think my parents are more scared than me. They're like, are you sure you want to go now? Cause you know that you can wait and you can do your A-levels. I was like, nah, no. I have no intention. Listen, I'll work hard at school. I will quickly learn things and write it down and do my exams and do my best. But I know where I want to go. I know what I want to do. So mm. yeah, there was, there was no other path for me. 
And what was that in your at 16 going into lanes? What was your end goal coming out of lanes? Did you have one? Did you have like, this is a specific thing I want to achieve? Or did you just go in going, I'm going to learn the craft and see what happens? I think it was, I think I was kind of like, oh, I would, I mean, I would love to one day be playing lead roles in musicals, but I just, honestly, I just wanted to be in a musical. I just wanted to, to do that. I wasn't, um, and I say this to a lot of students now who are really keen, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's having a plan and a drive, but they're really keen to get the lead roles now. And I will always say, look, honestly, you have got to, um, you've got to carve out a career with longevity. That is the best thing that you can do so that you should just shouldn't be too impatient and just eager to instantly get the lead roles because where do you go after that? Like, what do you do that is bigger and better than a leading role in a huge West End show? And very rarely do people jump from show to show to show. And if they do, there's a time limit on that. It's like with anything. It's like with athletes or anything like that. People, you know, you, you get older. Mm. You, you know, and if you're in too much, some casting directors might be like, we, need, we just need something different. We've seen enough of your face, quite frankly. Um, so I'm really glad. And I'll always say to people, <laughs> don't be scared of just starting and working. I think, and a great example is I'd played, I think, five lead roles, like some smaller roles, some leading roles. And then I, um, we found out that the Donmar Warehouse were doing a production of Guys and Dolls. Mm. And my agent said, I want to put you up for it. I was like, amazing. So the only thing is, the only, they're bringing all the American, bigger American names over for the original cast. And um, they had brought, sorry, all Americans over for the original cast. And for the cast that I was auditioning for, they were going to use a mixture of some American people, some British, big names. So what, the only thing that's available is ensemble and understudy. Mm. But I was like okay do you think i should do it and he was like yep you know i've had the same agent for over 20 years and that's the reason because we can have those frank conversations about what is best for my career and why i should do that and the point was working for the donmar warehouse for jamie lloyd who's directing um for this incredible production and i went in and i got the role understudy sarah brown and adelaide and mm. it paid off because then when i finished my contract i went on tour as sarah brown Mm. Um, and then years later in a different production, I played Miss Adelaide. It's like a, like a bad smell. I keep coming back. <laughs> but um, it's, I'm really glad I did that. And I'm really glad that I wasn't the type of person to say, oh, no, I'm not understudying. I've, I've, I've done this now. I've, I've played lead roles. I think you have to look at the bigger picture um, and just look at what there is to be had from, from doing that. And uh, yeah, I say it to students all the time, just please don't be in a massive rush. Just mm. learn your craft, learn about it, be within it and, and just carve your career that way. And would have you, have you ever been an ensemble? Have you ever done an yeah. ensemble? Yeah, and yeah. Did, did you enjoy doing that? Because like, oh, I, I guess it. a lot of, I, I use students as the reference because they're the only people I really engage with that want to do musical theatre mm. like a lot of the time they're like oh I don't want to be a dancer I want to do musical theatre I want to be a singer and I don't know personally very well like many people from musical theatre world who have played leads or you know do very well in it but I know you and Rebecca Zetsky and I always go yeah do you think they can't dance mm. like I've been on stage with them whilst they're belting their lungs out and dancing, <laughs> dancing like, it, yeah. it comes it comes part of the package you're not just an actor and a singer and you want to mm. do musical theatre like that's not how it works and I feel like sometimes there's a a misconception of the what they think dance within musical theatre is and it's like well yeah. I should only be doing my jazz classes to mm. make this beneficial whereas that's not the case because sometimes you'll be doing a grapevine or a two-step and exactly with no, with no jazz feel to it at all I think if you just focus on the one genre in anything whether it be dance or acting or singing then you are just putting yourself in this little box and you're not opening yourself up to so many experiences I got Grease, the musical, from an open audition and I had to dance first. So I gave it so much face. <laughs> in that <laughs> I was like, ha, ah, look at me, look at me, look at me. I got through and then got to sing and show what I was really best at. Mm. Um, and I, don't get me wrong, I love dancing, but I was never going to be a dancer. Um, like physically, I didn't really have the facility. I was a strong dancer, but just I just didn't have that facility. I, I wasn't an amazing dancer. But... Um, I just believe unless, for example, 
if you're going to be in a musical, unless you can act, unless you can take on the role of a character, then your dancing is never going to cross over to the audience and make them feel. I went to watch An American in Paris in London and was in tears at how just beautiful these dancers were and they weren't singing at the same time it was just the stories that they were telling it was so mm. magical but um yeah i do and and with singing as well i do say to when i go to teach at colleges and there are dancers who get up to sing and they're really nervous and it's like look you don't have to be incredible at this but you do need to be able to hold your own be confident tell a story show that you are capable of dancing your heart out on that stage and then if it's that you choose to be in the ensemble as a dancer you will also have to sing at some point mm. so you yeah. have to be ready for that but also what if you were that person in the ensemble um dancing and you got pulled out because of you know your storytelling or your look whatever and they said what about this small role that we've got would you like to audition for that are you going to say no because you just sit in this little box of i'm just a dancer of course you're not going to say no it's like mm. The whole point of musical theatre is the whole triple threat thing. It's like being a part of all those different parts of performing and there's just nothing greater. Yeah, because it's interesting because I, I never had an interest in musical theatre at all. Like mm. I, when I went to college, they were like, what musical have you seen? And I'm like, none. Like, <laughs> so no. they'd be like, why are you here? I'd be like, I was told I had to come to dance college <laughs> to make it as a dancer. I'm just following yeah. the steps that was, I was advised. And I never really liked musical theatre until I did my first panto with Johnny. Yeah. And I was like, he's cool. Like, there was something cool <laughs> about all, him. And, yeah, and it was in this musical theatre. He made it fun and he made it interesting and cool. And that was my first kind of, ah, oh, so this is musical theatre. And it wasn't yeah. like just uh, Mamma Mia. It wasn't yeah. just this. There was another element to it that I'd never really seen. And I... Dancing wise, I could, I made it work. But then yeah. as soon as it comes to like, okay, we're doing a singing call with Pink Fate, I'd be like, trying to mime it, get away with it. And he'd be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, <laughs> like, no, in his peak, like, he's ruthless. He's like, come it. on. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't sing. I've never sang. I never went to singing mm. classes. Like, I skipped that lesson. I never wanted to be a singer. <laughs> like, you know, and actually, in the long run, I'm the one that lost out. Yeah, because I would when I had the opportunity to embrace that time to learn it, I never did. Mm -hmm. And now, as a thirty-year-old, if I could sing and there was the opportunity to go on stage and sing, never too you'd, late, you'd, Kane. Never too you'd, late. You'd, you'd Come grab on, it in a heartbeat. Some Come on. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there in September at your class. Yeah, beautiful. Um, um, so yeah, I feel like it's something interesting. And I, when I see students not grasping the opportunity while it's in front of them i'm i always try and tell them not to waste it because i feel yeah. like i i wasted that opportunity and i yeah. i've had a great time but it could have been so much better yeah i mean sometimes i do understand though because when you're kind of in that moment when you just know what you want to do and you know what you love it's really hard to force yourself out of that comfort mm. zone i mean i remember being really sort of scared of using my kind of soprano voice i just didn't want to, i was just a belter that was I, it that uh, was me. I, I don't know what that means but it sounds so um, fantastic you know when you're singing defying gravity that's like a belt voice and then mm -hmm. glinda glinda is a soprano so okay. like, ah, a bit more classical mm -hmm. and i was really scared of it and my singing teacher at college went right I'm, you're coming to the opera class i was like no i'm not i don't know anything about opera i that scares me i don't want to do it and he kind of forced it on me and said you've got to come and it just taught me so much I've never sung opera since. Mm. I've, I'm not particularly into opera. Like I said, sometimes I listen to some stuff and I can absolutely appreciate it, but it's just not my voice. But it taught me so much and I'm so glad that he really pushed me to do that. Mm. Um, and I'm so thankful for it. It saved my voice so many times when I've been just knackered and my voice feels like it's going and I have to shift gear a little bit and use a different um, technique. Mm. It's all about technique. Um, so I'm so thankful for that. And again, when I see people singing the same style over and over again, I'm like, you've got to get out of that comfort zone. You've got to push yourself because actually you will stand out then. You will stand out as being able to um, take on so many different musical styles and you, again, will open yourself up to more opportunity. Mm. No, definitely. Well, opening <clears> yourself <throat> up to more opportunity. What was it like leaving college, getting your first job straight out of college? Was it what you expected it to be? Um, well, listen, I I kind of left really excited. I was doing Joseph, um, Bill Kenwright's production on tour. It was 12 shows a week. 
and sometimes it's 13 because <laughs> we do three on a Saturday. It's like so, a panther schedule. It was so full on. But imagine like singing, I don't know if you know, you probably don't know Joseph, but the narrator's role is full on. Like she doesn't stop singing, she don't shut up. Um, so it was exhausting and it was only a six month contract. But I think obviously during rehearsals, you just excited. oh, we had one week's rehearsal, one week. And usually you get like a month or five weeks, something. I was like, okay, something's going on here, what's happening to me? But you know, as an 18, 19 year old going into that, I was just, I was just hungry for it and ready for it. And so I threw myself into it and it was loads of our first job, the cast's first jobs. And, um, and I've made some great friends from that production and we have such funny stories of it because the things we used to do and think it was so cool and amazing and actually it was quite funny. Um, but yeah, it was intense. It was really intense. And I think I did, I've always been really good at um, discipline the discipline of playing a lead role and the fact that you just can't go out drinking and staying up late. Yeah. You've got to get your sleep and it's really boring, but it's the only way. And I think I did three months of it. And then my boyfriend at the time split up with me. Everyone else was having fun. I was really miserable. So I just went out. I think I've just got blotto one night. And then the next two shows, two shows the next day <laughs> were so hard. And I like crawled my way through them. and was like, never again. We're not doing that ever again. Um, but yeah, it's, but it was amazing. It was amazing. It was a brilliant experience. And again, it was a real learning curve of when people moan about doing eight shows a week, I'm like, sorry, try yeah, 12, yeah. try, try 12. 12. Yeah. yeah it, I mean, I can't even imagine the only thing I've ever experienced like that is Panto. I've yeah. never done, I've normally, I've never done more than four shows in a row for a gig and then you have a week off or, yeah. you know, Panto's, I'm just not used to it. You know, Panto's like the schedule's intense, but the actual show itself is just such fun. Carrie Ellis is here. Not when you're as hungover Superstar. as I can be doing it. <laughs> oh God, no, 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 no. Then it's but, intense. Oh God, that was messy, messy. Messy. But, um, when like you're going into auditions for these lead roles, yeah. Uh, what do you kind of prepare to go in besides obviously the music and what you're going to give? Are there any mm. like mantras you tell yourself or is there anything that you do to like prepare yourself mentally going in? Because it's such a I mean, it's interesting because no other job do you go into a room to put everything you've worked for your entire life to be judged yeah. on the spot. And it's like Vile. it can break your heart. Like yeah. it can literally break your heart because someone go. Nope, not good enough. Yeah, and you're like, no, I just, thanks. I just give you my heart and soul, honestly, yeah. like on a plate, and you've just turned it down. Like, mm. are there any ways that you prepare for that? Um, it's by doing that very thing, preparing. I hate auditions. I've never been. I mean, obviously, I've got jobs, but I've never been very good at auditions because I get so worked up and so nervous, and then I always walk out feeling like that was not my best work, really. Um, and I also go in there like trying to be Miss Funny because that is my absolute like hide my my nerves, my fear, anything. I'll just try and be the clown, and so I'll go in there like cracking jokes and chat, and I'm like, oh, inside I'm like, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> um, but it's just my way to try and break the ice and go, hey, we're all human but um they're really hard auditions i'm not gonna lie and i feel like they've got harder and harder as i've got older but um i've learned the hard way that if you just don't prepare it all just goes wrong and crumbles around you i've done auditions where i've just left it so late to learn the material not just through laziness but if i've had other things going on it's just like you just you have to put everything in its little box and but you you know not prioritizing an audition is the worst thing you can do but um, yeah, and I've walked in, I've picked the wrong song or an, an awful audition I did. I, um, at the very last minute, decided that song is not suitable enough. So I'm going to learn a song by the composer. And, I, and it was just such a bad mistake. I went in and completely fluffed it up and it was awful. I walked out so embarrassed. And I, yeah, never worked for that director. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like you, you, know, you learn the hard way. Yeah. You know, what's, the, what's that saying? Fail to prepare. No. Failing to prepare is preparing to preparing fail. Preparing to fail. That's the one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's okay. What, and what, what are your auditions like? Like, because, I mean, for an ensemble, I guess you do like two days, three days intense auditioning. What's it yeah. like auditioning for a lead? It's all, all different. Like with, you know, sometimes you're in there ridiculous amount of times. You go in and out. I mean, you get your allocated time and you'll go in and sing a song. Then they'll send you script and songs. And you go back, I think, Glinda, I was in like eight or nine times. It was just like, do you want me or not? <laughs> and luckily they did. 
But um, Elphaba, it was just the once, I think. I went in, they filmed, and it went off to America. But I already knew the team. I already knew the company, mm. and they knew me. So um, it's very different. But um, it's always different. But it's just always daunting. It's always weird. What's really weird is when you know someone on the panel and you just, I can't, you know, you just can't even look at them. You're like so mortified that <laughs> they're going to see you at your most vulnerable. Yeah, well, you're um, going to do a crap job. <laughs> oh, you're just going to crack on the big no. And it's just <laughs> like, oh, yeah, it's, it's, they're hard. They're really hard. But the thing we sometimes forget is that they're sat there genuinely hoping that please let the next person who comes in be right because. Quite frankly, how long have we got to sit here before we find the right person? And mm. so I think, you know, they, and sometimes they're like super friendly and it's really relaxed and you enjoy audition a lot more. And other times it's really intense and you're just like, oh, can we all just cheer up and get the Prosecco out or something? Let's just like let loose it up yeah. a little bit. And yeah. it, it's weird, isn't it? Because when you go into audition, I mean, for me anyway, it's like you're so desperate to impress the people in front of you that you kind of think that they're against you. Yeah. You think that yeah, they're yeah, looking yeah. for the bad in you, but actually they're the on opposite. your team. They're looking mm. for the best in you. But I, I don't know. I, I always had this, if, especially if I didn't know them, I'd be yeah. going in going, they're going to look for what I do wrong. Yeah. As opposed to them looking for what I do well. Right. And that's yeah, what yeah. they're there for. And I can't imagine what it's like standing on your own singing and them doing that. Because just for me, busting a two-step with eight people around me was nerve-wracking. Yeah, it's hard to... I find it... I always find it really hard to kind of... You walk in, you chat, you say hi, and then you've got to just, like, flick a switch and become a character. And I find that really difficult. I love the rehearsal process once you get a job. But I also find that takes me like a week or so to really find my way and then go right I've got this and I think that's only natural I think that's if you just do it instantly you almost it just I know acting is like faking it not you know actually that character but you know what I'm saying it's like kind mm. of faking it too much um but yeah I do find that so difficult and I'm literally stood there in my own head going you wore the wrong thing. They're looking at your shoes. They're thinking, what are you singing? Your makeup looks bad. They're thinking, oh, she's too old for this role. And it's just like, for, for, and for all you know, sake. they're thinking, oh, I recognize her. She's fantastic. Yeah. But and you, also, she's all right. Yeah. But our brains just don't do that. And I don't no. know why. I don't know no, why I'd, we pick ourselves apart so bad. I know. I'd love to be one of those people that comes out and is like, smashed it. <laughs> just like, I'm going to get that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just love to be. Have, like you ever that. Had, never... have you ever had any of them? Oh, hello, say that again, I missed you. Have you ever had any of them auditions where you walk out like, nailed that one? Never nailed that one, but I have walked out going, oh my God, I really enjoyed that. That's the difference. Mm. I yeah. enjoyed it. I enjoyed the experience. And there have been many that I have enjoyed, um, but there have also been many that I've gone, <laughs> get me home. <laughs> get me on that train now. Get me home. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about uh, Booking Wicked. Yes. You just said, you did Galinda before Alpha, yes. right? Glinda. First, Glinda. Yeah. yeah. Well, Glinda um, or Garlinda. Garlinda. Well, I always Garlinda. say Galinda and it's like, no, it's not Galinda. It's Glinda Garlinda. or Garlinda, not mm. Galinda. Um, <laughs> Welsh. And then, <laughs> so you did that. You said you auditioned for that eight times. What it was, was about it like, that. What was it like getting that? Oh, it was amazing. It was so amazing. I was walking around Milton Keynes Shopping Centre and my agent called me and I just couldn't, be I could not believe it. It was just massive. And it just took such a long time for it to sink in that I was going to be doing this musical. It's one of the mm. biggest musicals on the planet. It's just, mm. and I was waiting for that role as well. I was just waiting for it to become available. Um, yeah, it's epic. And it was a, just such a, yeah, a massive game changer for me. And, How long uh, did you do it? Two years. Yeah, and I you... did my first year and they asked me to stay on and it was... One of those things, I was like, where the hell has that year just gone? Yeah, of course I want to stay on. It was like a no-brainer for me. Um, I only did Alpha before one year because it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard. I don't know how these, like, super women do it for contract after contract. I don't know. But um, I think Linda was much more suited to me, um, yeah. if I'm honest with myself. I think yeah. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. I didn't ask to audition. The production team asked me to audition. They're like, we know you. Why aren't you in? Why haven't you, you know, come yeah. in to audition? I was like, I don't know. I think in the back of my mind and the other hand, I always thought, I don't want to make a fool of myself if, if they think, oh, my God, you're really not right for this. So, um, yeah, so it was a bit of a surprise. They asked me and then even bigger surprise when they called me to say, do you fancy going green then? 
um <laughs> it was literally that do you fancy going green and i was like uh are you serious was it hard to play <clears throat> alphaba after you'd been galinda seeing someone else how they played alphaba was it hard um, to make it your own and not go well that's what they did i need to replicate it not really because it had been a good it was it had been almost a year i think it was like 10 months after i'd left the show and then went back but it's interesting you say that because vocally i mean acting wise no not at all i always find my own way and see you know try to um find how i want to portray that character even if i've seen a million people do it but vocally i struggled i was trying to manipulate my voice into something that it's just not and it took for the singing coach I was really stressing out actually at one point a few weeks into rehearsals I was really freaking out about the songs and like felt like I wasn't delivering and a vocal coach came in and we went up to his room and I went through everything and she literally stopped me and went right great now sing it like you and I was like what do you mean she's like now sing it with your voice so what, I don't know what you mean, but you do know what I mean. You are literally trying to mimic other people. They did it their way. You've been cast because of your talent and in your voice. Why don't you do it your way? And I was so relieved that someone had said it. It's the first person that had said it. Mm. And I just felt the weight lifted off my shoulders. And I was like, oh, my God. And it was almost like giving me permission to sing it my way. And no, I can't belt to the rafters the same as some of the, as the other women who've played it. I don't have that, the thing they call the twang where they can just send their sort of voice through the stratosphere with these high, really like um, hard notes. Mm. And so I had to do what I do. And, you know, thankfully loads of people loved it. Some people are probably like, oh, she shouldn't be doing it. But once I'd got my head around, okay, this is, this is my way and this is how I'm gonna do it. And actually I'm gonna sing what's written and I'm gonna act it the way I wanna act it, and that's got to be good enough. Mm. That's gonna have to just be good enough, so. And I did love it, I did, don't get me wrong. It's so exhilarating, you know, when you're up there flying, singing Defying Gravity. Actually, my favorite song was No Good Deed, I loved that, I used to just be so yeah. excited to come through that bloody floor and like, just with the wind, <laughs> it's like, I was Beyonce, I was like, I just love that. But, that's um, your, your pop star moment. Oh my God, I loved kid, it. I was like, when you kid. walk forward, you've got all the wind in your wig. It's just amazing. Um, but yeah, it was epic, but it's really hard. It's so tough. And I, I, you just can't underestimate how much pressure there is on those girls. And um, yeah, it's a lot. It is a lot, but it's also you take it because you're like, listen, I'm playing a lead role in one of the biggest musicals that has ever been. So yeah, mm. I'll go with that. Uh, you've played two <clears throat> lead roles in the biggest musical that's yeah. ever been. <laughs> I'm going to go back as Madame Horrible in a few years. Well, what's it like then being Alphaba playing to Galinda, because obviously I guess deep in, like, you know, when you, you say you learn, for me, if I learn choreography to a song, yeah, even yeah. if I forget the choreography, I remember the rhythm pattern yeah, or yeah. I remember aspects of it. Was it weird performing back to the character that you had already done for two years? A little bit. And not a to little play bit initially. To that? Oh, I sang the wrong harmony a few times. Like I'll sing the Glinda harmony in our duets and that was quite odd. Um, and it was when I would, if I was tired, if I was tired and you're pushing through a show and you just let your guard down a little tiny bit and you'd sing the wrong harmony. But, um, but no, it was kind of weird. It was like I sort of stepped into the theatre, not like I'd never been there before, which of course I remembered I was so excited to go back. But it was just, I had like a different head on. Mm. I just was in a different mindset and I had to try and just forget that and just look at um, Gina Beck playing my Glinda and just look at her. And just not think, oh, I used to do that. Mm. You know, it is hard, but it, was, it wasn't too weird, actually. Yeah. And whenever I've gone to see, like, musicals, mm -hmm. there's been some where I've gone and they're packed to the brim. And mm -hmm. there's been some where I go and I go, why are they performing to 100 people or 200 yeah. people? Have you ever ten had any people. of them? Ten, yeah, <laughs> ten. ten. <laughs> Have you ever had any of those ones where you're like, I've got to give my entire life and soul <laughs> to an empty room? Like, uh yeah um and how do how do you motivate yourself to do it because you know i feel like as performers we feed off a reaction right it's a conversation absolutely. between you and the audience but even i've done those shows dancing where i'm like there's no one giving me anything back yeah you know what i mean so it's hard let alone having to be the main person on stage flying on a broomstick singing to the rafters yeah. I mean, that never happened in Wicked, but there have, there have been shows where there's not many in and you have to kind of listen. Of course, it's tough. Of course, it's weird. Um, and you kind of walk off and you feel like they've gone, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I've also been in audiences where I've been to see friends in shows. And they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you picked today. This matinee is hardly anyone in. And you'll be sat there and you and the people around you are like, oh my God, I love it. Yeah. And it, I know that it doesn't feel like that on stage, but it doesn't mean the people in the audience are not really loving it. And it's, you've just got to try and remember that and focus on that and feed off your fellow artists on the stage and just and your cast members and just create a buzz between you um, to give the energy. Because otherwise, it's like they don't pay any less because there's fewer people in the audience. Mm. They're still paying the same ridiculous money to watch the show. So it's just about, you know, giving them what they've paid for. And you may have to walk off stage going, they hate me. <laughs> but then you'll have a mate out there going, no, they don't. Everyone's loving it. They're loving mm. it. It's just that there's no one there to make a sound. And you know what it's like when you're embarrassed to like whoop or clap too loud if there's tons of people. You're like, oh, I don't want to be embarrassing, but I really love it. Yeah, <laughs> Good, job. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Good job. I love you, Louise. <laughs> I love you. Hold on. I love you. Whoop. All right. Bring on second half. Um, <laughs> have, you, have you ever had any moments when you're on stage thinking, what on earth am I doing here? Why am I here? Like, you know, those jobs where you're like, why did I say yes to this? No, honestly, I haven't had, not really. I mean, I've had like corporate gigs where no one is listening. No one cares. <laughs> they started drinking three hours ago. They don't care that I'm wandering around, you know, giving my biggest belt. They just don't care. Those are kind of a bit embarrassing because I can't help it. I care. I care about the performance I'm giving. I want it to be good. But you just kind of go, oh, okay, I'll just do it, whatever. It doesn't really matter. It's like I'm being paid to do this gig, so just crack on and do it. Um, so those are the ones I sometimes go a little bit, this is so embarrassing. But get deal with it, you've been paid. Yeah. But not but a show, I, never a show. I've had some of those, like, corporate mm. jobs where, like, I'm a dancer and it's like people are just going about their day and they're not really there to see me. I just happen to be there at the same time. Don't and it's care. like it, in our profession, I guess, we're – not looking to please people but we're looking to impress people right we, we want to entertain we want to give we want yeah when someone stands up and gives a round of applause i'm like thank you very much but that's and if pride. i don't that's and if you don't work, get it right? you go but why but those yeah. corporate gigs where they're just like good job they have had free booze at i'm hours. like i need Is more than a good job i yeah, need more than this yeah <laughs> um yeah those are weird ones but i i hear you totally <laughs> <laughs> um what was your moment when you thought I achieved my dream. Um, there have been actually, there have honestly been many moments I've gone, oh my God, this is amazing. And of course, the, the two opening nights of Wicked as Glinda and then as Elphaba. Um, I think Elphaba as well was quite overwhelming because the fans knew me already from the show and was so incredibly supportive that when I ran out, the noise was just like, well, oh my God, it, it, it was like electrifying and terrifying and all of those things. Um, that was like those moments. And also my, I remember, I'll never forget my last show, especially as Glinda and coming down in that bubble and my like throat almost closing up and choking up so much because of the response that I thought I'm not going to be able to speak, let alone sing. And it was, oh, and I just wanted to get that first bit. I wanted to like, experience it and absorb myself in it but also i just wanted that bit to be over so i could just breathe and get down and get the show going because it was just epic um and also the royal abbott hall when i first performed there and every time i perform there it's just mm. you look around and go oh my god um and another big moment was singing at the o2 arena with josh groban that was like on another level mm. You know, with him, he's just such a brilliant, gorgeous person, and that arena. Huge. Like, what? I'm like singing a Huge. solo at the arena. Amazing. But this is something that always like baffles me, because like I've danced for lots of singers. Yeah. In air quotes, singers, <laughs> <laughs> pop stars, and it's yeah. like they get all this love and all this like praise, and I'm like, they're not even good at their craft. Harsh. <laughs> true though right i'm like i go on stage i'm like they're not even singing like <laughs> yeah, like i like oh yeah that's oh, the whole point of here is that you're you're a singer but then today yeah. you're not singing and that there's something about that that kills me and that's why i said like you're probably the only person that's ever made me go wrong because i'd never been on stage with people who really sang <laughs> you know terrible. but but to a to a point where it was like whoa like that that shocks me like there's 
three that I can name is you, Alexandra Burke, because she can actually really go yeah, through it when she, she can wants really to. Sing. And Nicole Scherzinger. But uh, yeah, and she can belt balls, too. Yeah. But everyone else, I'm always a bit like, oh, all right, yeah. we'll crack on. Like, How <laughs> annoying is Nicole that she looks like that? She dances like that. She sings like that. Oh, go home, Nicole. Oh, and then, and then <laughs> no she goes... No one likes to show off. And then she goes, <laughs> what, what style do you want me to sing in? Oh, do I give it a bit of Phantom of the Opera? Why don't you? Yeah, go you for know. it. Yeah, which she um, actually can. It's very annoying. Does it ever... Like, do you ever think, why aren't I a pop star then? Because I can no. sing what they sing better. No, because I think it is all about the entire package or a look or all of those things. The thing that bugs me is when I, you know, I'm not against any of these uh, talent shows, contests, reality things, whatever. Um, I'm not against them. But when I see people and I think, oh, my God, the, the people that I could list, that if they went into, you know, The Voice or X Factor, I could create a show of all my mates who are just so fierce and so amazing and so unique as well. Like we don't mm. all sing the same and yeah. And I get a bit annoyed then because it's, it's, I appreciate that with big stars, it's not just all about having a massive voice. It's about a lot more than that. And that's why they're so famous, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, I do get, I get annoyed a little bit when I, if I see people going through and I'm like, mm, I don't get, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. And it's, it's not a, it's not a stylistic thing. I can appreciate that even if it's not my cup of tea, I can still see talent. Mm. It's just sometimes I go, I'm not, I don't want to be rude and I don't want to be mean, but nah, like I can honestly give you 50 people who could <laughs> nail that and absolutely smash it out of the park. Yeah. That gets me. Yeah. Cause I feel the same <clears> way when <throat> I watch like uh, one of these dance shows yeah. and they get all this amazing feedback and like the audience are going mental. And I'm like, they didn't, Mm. What? like huh but i guess maybe it's because we actually understand the craft and we yes. understand the technique as opposed to watching it as a a fan or yeah. a, a yeah, normal yeah. audience member exactly um what is your future what would you like to in an ideal world in 10 years time what would you like to be doing um i think for me i'm always i'm not done with musical theater i'm not saying that but i'm always interested in exploring other avenues so I've wanted for so long to do comedy on TV mm. or in theatre but maybe in a play like for so long and I've never got my finger out and done a show reel an acting show reel and I know that I need to do it it's another thing that maybe I should get done the second this is over um I'd love to explore that I would love to do a play as much as I adore singing, that I, I quench that thirst by doing my concert work I get the mm. most amazing concert work all over the uk europe sometimes you know hong kong america whatever but it's america been there once to sing <laughs> yeah america i'm there every week um <laughs> but just yeah the opportunities that i get singing for the bbc proms all of that like i say that thirst is quenched I've, I've, i do that so for me to just act without bursting into song would be so challenging but also with my lullabies album that i'm releasing soon that has been a real it's been such an enjoyable experience um and i've wanted to do it since i had to my little girl i've wanted to do it and it's only been in the last sort of like eight months that we've gone okay let's get this done um and i'm so proud of it and i can't wait for people to hear it and uh and there's a couple of other projects that are gonna um go off the back of that as well and i'm really excited about those and it's not necessarily me being a performer. So I do love performing and I can't see myself ever giving it up. But there are definitely lots of other things that I want to do with a bit more of a business head, I think. Mm. Um, Backslap Productions. Slapstick Productions. <laughs> Slapstick. <laughs> Slapstick Productions is where it's at, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, still, so... I've still got my photos, so I'm still in. <laughs> Please share them. You can share them. Um, if you don't, I will. Uh, yeah, so there's all sorts of bits and pieces that I want to do. And if the right musical should come along, of course, I'd love to do it. But, yeah, we, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm, I'm never in any desperate rush to do anything. I think I've changed as well. Being a mum, realistically, do I... It has to be the, the right show and the right role for me to say, okay, for six nights a week, I'm not going to put my little girl to bed. Mm. So it has to be something that I'm like, 
I have got to do this. It's just for this short period of time, but I have got to do this. I cannot miss this opportunity. It has to be something like that, which mm. is in a way great because it means I don't just go, yes, just give me, give me, give me anything, give me anything. It just makes me go, no, hang on. It has to work with my yeah. entire life now, my family. And what um, do you really want? What, role-wise? Like, no, I guess it makes you be more oh, selective because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, well, I'm only oh, doing that because exactly. I really want, I'm not just taking it for the sake of taking no. it. No, and it can be anything. It can be a new writing. I love, I'm going to be working on a new workshop soon and I love all of that. I love, mm. you know, creating a character and being a part of that and being a part of something new. That's really exciting as well. Um, so whatever it may, what may, may be, if I get the opportunity again, then of course I'll take it. Um, but it will absolutely have to be the right thing. Uh, I would love to see you do like, a comedy because like because you are like for people that don't know so i'm an idiot like, you're an idiot yeah like you will like, i love it especially like being i mean it's panto so i guess we're allowed to be idiots because we're surrounded by christian and johnny the king of idiots but like you you are you are very funny and it's where you i guess you made me laugh a lot where the audience i guess saw it a bit but not much because it wasn't within your characters. <laughs> Are you thing. saying I came out of character? Only Are you saying I'm unprofessional? Only oh, behind love, the curtain. Oh, I um, love Panto for that. I just like, I lap it up. I love it. But, it. but it is something which I really feel like, yeah, you would nail that. Like, because it actually then is not you acting. It could be you being you. Yeah, I would love it. I really would. Um, so, yeah, I need to push. You've just made me even more like, okay, come on. What am I? It's not going to happen, is it? If I don't do something about it. So, yeah, Story I should do that. Love. Sorry, sorry get, get your funny bones out. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> your funny bones. <laughs> funny. Oh, okay. Funny bones. Funny bones. Oh, here she goes. Um, <laughs> I'm sweating. Oh, it's hot, isn't it? My hair, I can't wait to go to hairdressers. Um, well, wait. someone said earlier, Louise, how are your eyebrows so flawless? Because they're completely uh, drawn on. Are they? <laughs> no, they're not. I just, you know, shape them up. Ah. But what is that? I'm sorry, I never had grey hair before this flipping lockdown. Now look at it. Full, Christ almighty. Full-time full mum. <laughs> full-time mum. Mum life. Grey. <laughs> like... uh, what, what advice would you give to someone going into the world of musical theatre? I would say... At the beginning of their journey. <clears throat> yeah, I would say, as cheesy as it sounds, never stop being a sponge. Just take in everything that you can. Try your hardest. It's impossible to never feel it but try your hardest not to get disheartened with the nose there are going to be no's you never win every role mm. um and just keep looking forward to the moment that you will get a job that you will love and just keep pushing forward and working hard and also be a nice person that sounds a really stupid thing to say but it just goes around if you get yourself a bad reputation no one's going to want to work with you even if you're the greatest performer on the planet everyone's going to be like no i don't want that trouble mm. so just um be a decent person to work with um and more opportunities are going to come your way i'm not saying that by being really nice you get loads of roles but if you've got the talent if you work hard and you get into a job and people just know you as that person, as you can deliver and you're great to work with, of course they're going to cast you again. Um, but yeah, and just don't, uh, don't get too absorbed in all the nonsense and the politics of it all. Just brush it yeah. off, carry on. And um, yeah. Yeah. I, I like that you say you're going to face loads of no's because I feel like that's something that might, when you're in college, you're like, oh, I'm just going to go out and do auditions and you don't mm. think about how often you're going to fail. You only ever think yeah. about how often you're going to succeed. But It's harsh, but look, it's going to happen. But the, the yeses will feel just so amazing and they'll be so well-deserved. And, you know, I, I know that I was one of the lucky ones and worked straight away. But that didn't mean that I got job after job after job after job. There, of course, there were periods I didn't get anything. But I know other people who didn't get a job for the first year of leaving college, maybe longer, and then have just been some of the biggest stars of the West End. So it, we all get what's coming at different times. We've just got to be patient and just keep working towards a goal, have a bit of a plan, um, and don't ever just sit on your backside waiting for your agent to call because... Most of the time, they've, they've got too many other people to look after. You've got to make things happen for yourself. Mm. Beautiful. It's Good advice. It was serious, wasn't it? It's all very serious. It was. Louise, it, Louise it, went, it, went, it went from funny bones <laughs> to really serious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny bones. Oh, no, she's drear. Well, <laughs> funny bones is, oh, she's gone. 
<laughs> it went to a straight drama real quick. <laughs> oh, God, comedy. Don't, don't put her in a comedy. She'll bring you down. Oh, <laughs> right. This is going to kick us off. Um, <laughs> Instagram only gives us an hour. Thank you oh, so much for your time. I've loved seeing your face. It's been lovely seeing yours and hearing your funny bones, hearing your giggle. Missed it. <laughs> Oh. And um, I hope to see you sooner than later. Absolutely, my darling. You take, take care. care. Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes and share the podcast with your friends and family. And please don't be afraid to message us via Instagram. Let us know what you think. Let us know who you want to hear from. Tell me who has inspired you. I want to communicate with you guys. Thanks for all your support. Stay safe. Bye.